You are listening to Crying for Information. There was a 100% chance that your testosterone was listening to this beast. Uh, welcome to the pod, everybody. Um, obviously, you are listening to the greatest fantasy football show known to man. Got a fantastic guest tonight. Literally just got in the Zoom. Pete, I'm 10, I'm probably 25 seconds into my intro, so perfect timing. Um, and you know what? Big fantasy week has occurred. We're at week eight this week. Um, we hit the halfway point. So I thought it'd be great to bring on Pete, first guest of the year who I played the week before. So I also got beat. I'm a little intimidated. I'm a little scared. Uh, but Pete, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Um, you're welcome. Can you hear me? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Audio is brilliant tonight. Because probably- I've been chirping everybody else's uh, volume and their Ooh. audio quality, so I can't come in. FYI, like I'm in a tin. What looks to me like a gaming chair. Um, I'd imagine it's a great <laughs> chair, and he also has a mic on his headphones, so he means business. Oh yeah, got my work headphones on. I'm ready to roll. Let's do it. Um, so first, Pete, how, how is the South? It's good, man. We just had some rain today for like the first time in three weeks. So, you know, a balmy 80 degrees every day, you know, can't complain. While you guys are heading into fall, we still got the warm weather rolling. Now, as weird as it is to say, I don't think I've physically heard your voice in a while. I think you're starting to grow the southern <laughs> You think so? Uh, I don't know. I'll, I can't I'll be like uh, Carzo's friend Dukes who went down to North Carolina and if I get a y'all in this podcast, I'm going to be very excited. Um, so we can <laughs> cut right to the chase. So I think last week we had a little bit different of an intro to the pod where we didn't start right away with the games. Actually, we did it with Nooch. We're going to keep that going. Uh, so we'll go right to the games. And, you know, what? We'll, just, we'll just go right to it. So Pete beat me 118 to 101. Um, I called out Pete in the pod. I called him out in the group chat, and I lost. <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, you gave me a run for my money with DK. That yeah. first, that first uh, huge touchdown. I was nervous because I mean, all he needed was one more big gain, and yeah. if you hit that twenty-two mark, you would have been, you been giving me a, a scare for sure. No, but, so uh, looking shout at, out Geno Smith. <laughs> looking at this team, we'll get to my team later in the pod in one of the segments. But um, worried is a word I would use for my team. Um, Travis Kelsey only putting up ten is a mm. problem um, for me. And then other than that, we had. Cordell Patterson, 13, DK Metcalf, 16, Javante Williams, 14, and Jalen Hurts, 23. Um, I mean, I put up 100 points, which I don't like. I don't think it's enough, but still not bad. Kind of ran 2-8. Buzzsaw would be the wrong word because Pete only finished with 118. <laughs> but Derek Carr went with 19. Dearness Johnson, the fantasy pickup of the season, I would say, for a one-week game at least, put up 23. Mike Evans put up 28. And then just some average players from there. Um, but Pete kind of brought me the woodshed. Yeah, what? you know – I kind of did it with some backup players too, doing a lot of background guys. I, I guess we'll get into that later in the pod. Yeah, no, and I was going to say with Saquon, Chubb, Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson, Jared Beasley, I mean, Cole Beasley and Jared Cook all not playing this week. Um, pretty impressive win for the PD Pablos. Maybe a team we need to watch out for. They're one, one win away from three and five, and then they're kind of in the picture in a sense. Um, but disappointing week by me. We'll get to my team later, but. 118 to 101, P. Pablo's beat me. Now to the lollipop winner and giving the learners football team his first loss of the season. The keg stand stand, Sam won 150 to 118, a game I would call a must win for Sam. Um, he, oh, yeah. he needed to win this game. He'd been feeling bad about his team, and they just put up 120. Uh, I mean, 150. Um, 
Defense put up 20, Cooper Cup 32, quarterback, I mean, Rodgers 28, 24, Camaro 28. Then some average numbers after that, but wow. Um, Sam put up and or did not shut up. Sam does not shut up as we know. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a tough one for the learners. I mean, they've been kind of like float, like I don't know. No, I've been I kind of struggling the past couple of weeks. And he, I mean, if this was a game that you didn't really need to show up to, it would be this one. Uh, yeah. But we had we had a close one last week with my backups, and this one wasn't close. But I mean, he's losing to a guy that's three and four, and he's kind of the juggernaut of the league. So we might see some uh, changing at the top. Yeah. Um, now we got a four-way tie for first, which is what's impressing me. We love that. Uh, blowing my mind. I mean, Cormac put up 118. You can't be upset about that. But if you're going to be a re- if if he were to be six and one, I think this would have been a statement game for him to win. If he put up like 140, yeah. 150, whatever, and Sam didn't kind of go off how he did. But Sam showed up. Um, I think they're a team we need to watch out for. Cooper Cup, total weapon. Um, Kamara, total weapon. Yeah. Rogers, total weapon. Like those three, you can, he, he, there are going to be some weeks where those three put up 60 combined this week. They put up 78 plus combined. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. When you got a, you got a roster like that, I mean, it's every week you got the ability to put up 150. I think that's kind of something about my team. Like I've mentioned in the group chat that like I haven't been below a hundred points all season, but I've never been above 130. So, I mean, there's gotta be a point where you gotta be able to score those big points, get the lollies and, Sam has done it. Exactly. I, I could not agree more with your statement. Um, moving on from there, we'll jump into the Daytona Haas Daddies beating the Dirty Mike's Meat Locker. Um, I kind of made my feelings clear about the Haas Daddies last week. They are a unit. Um, yeah. Miles Sanders only put up three points, and his team still dropped 130. Oh, man. I'm pretty jealous of this roster, to be honest. Yeah. I was really high on Jamar Chase coming in. He went heavy on the rookies, and, I mean, it has really panned out. I mean, the Jalen Waddle one, that that's pretty surprising going with a Miami rookie wide receiver. I mean, no one would really expect that. But uh, even the Kyle Pitts, I was kind of surprised how – I thought he drafted him pretty high. I'm not sure if you have, like, where we drafted or not, but I thought yeah, he drafted I, him high, but it, it's paying off right now um, for sure. I remember that one, yeah. Um, kind of paying off. I think he's in a big midseason run. Uh, if he's really all about that life, uh, that fantasy ch- title life, mm-hmm. I think we'll see this for a while. Yeah. If not, I think there might be a two to three week drop off. But I mean, and by that, I don't mean going on two and on three. I think he might go one and two. Just, you know, you're bound to put up some stinkers, but that is this roster is tough to put up stinkers with. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to lose with Derrick Henry. I think that's going to be the staple guy. He's, he's the, he's the tractor seat of the league. I mean, he just, he could he can put up 150 yards rushing against any team. doesn't matter how good the defense is. Um, and, I mean, Dirty Mike's team, like, as bad as they are, he's battling at the bottom with me. I mean, he's got some dudes. Like, you read his roster, uh, just roster alone. You don't know what the production is. But, like, I mean, Tyree Kill, Robert Woods, Mark Andrews, A.J. Brown, like, he's got some dudes. But they just haven't been producing this year. They just can't put it together. So, yeah. Um, great points on that. I think no James Robinson, what I was going to add to kind of was, I mean, he didn't have just second best, arguably the second best player, just about 133. Um, yeah. Team has watched quickly on Mike, one and six, tough place to be. Um, made a trade. I can't remember the trade. We'll go over it in a little bit. Oh, yeah. But, um, ugh, I mean, he put up 160. The thing is, Mike did not have a terrible week. Put up 116. Yeah. It just ran into Dylan. Um, yeah. You run into a juggernaut, you got to bring your best. And, I mean. Yeah. And Antonio put- with six points kind of killed him. Yeah, we had 133 to 116. 
the Haas Daddies beat the Beat Locker. Next, in the Poop Bowl this week, <laughs> Peaches wins by four, 89 to 85 against the G Spot. Now, two lowest scoring teams in the same game. This is the second time this season this has happened to Deach. He won the last time this happened against me. Um, but really, I mean, AJ Dillon, Dillon had minus 0.7 points for it. Mm. Um, on the other side, Aaron Jones had six points. Pat Mahomes had seven points. Um, yeah, just, I mean, I, I don't even really want to talk a lot about this game. Now, Dietrich, <laughs> Dietrich did have C.D. Lamb, Mike Williams, um, and Devin Singletary on a bye. So, understandable. And still no Christian McCaffrey and no Darren Waller. So, yeah. maybe, I mean, put it like this. Dietrich probably went in this game thinking he was losing. Ended up winning. Huge win for Dietrich's Peaches. Yeah, I mean. Both of these guys put up their optimal rosters. I mean, if you check their benches, their benches didn't score much either. So, I mean, it, they just kind of got lucky with their matchup, just both of them having some tough bye week uh, blunders. Well, it seems mostly the Peaches had a lot of buys, and Gardner's team just kind of didn't really perform up to their standard. But, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, once he figures it out, that's going to get scary. And then Aaron Jones, obviously, is I mean, just going to be a beast. So Gardner's team isn't loved by the algorithm. They've got a really low chance to make the playoffs, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, his team's somewhat sneaky. I think if Mah- if no David Montgomery kind of hurts him, but if, as you said, if the Chiefs get cooking um, in a lair, yeah. <laughs> gets playing in Mahomes, great team to watch out for. Don't We don't need to talk much about that. Um, two more. I think we'll save the Buffalo Bowl for last. <laughs> um, get downs on it brings take a shot to three and four below five hundred. Kevin is now five or oh, three and four. Um, really interesting stuff that's going on. Kevin kind of making a run right now. Love to see it uh, in the game. I said the toilet or the roommate bowl in the uh, group chat. Tua comes up with twenty six. Huge. All of his running backs, including his flex. Um, had over 10 points, just consistency. Puts up 19 points. Big player of the week was Tua. Just consistency around from there. Uh, Kevin had one, two, three, four. His four best players were on bye, and he gets Jerry Judy back next week. Yeah, I mean, for all the moves Kevin's been making, I don't know where he's got this bench space. I mean, he's just constantly making moves. You check the waiver wire. You check the transactions on that Wednesday morning or Tuesday morning or whatever it is. He's always making something happen. So, I mean, to get a win like this, he's scrapping it out. He's trying his hardest. Um, and, yeah, he got the best of his roommate. That's for sure. Charter was without Gallup, Prescott, and Eckler. Um, but still, he's still – like, Carson Wentz put up 20. His wide receivers weren't awful. I mean, just yeah. 88. That was more of a factor than have any breakout guys. And just Naheem Hines, 1.7. Yeah, that start hurt. I mean – like we were talking about earlier, like the having the deep benches like has really hurt with the waiver wire, especially with the running back injuries this year. And I mean, that 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 showed right there with Naeem Himes and then uh, whoever had uh, whatever the other dude's name on uh, what's it? AJ Dillon or whatever. I had him in a different league and he put up like negative points. I mean, that's just brutal. So. Running back. Um, and finally, we'll get to the Buffalo Bowl. Uh, Nucci beat Beescox in a huge game. Um, I think this is this was a uh, strength in numbers game. Two owners is greater than one. Um, <laughs> Lamar puts up 23. Then just some high scoring consistency um, from the running backs. Um, and even with a zero pointer from Devontae Parker, Nooch still wins this game. Big bye week game again. Nooch wasn't with Zeke, Amari, or the Bills defense. Beast Cox, no Josh Allen, no Adam Thielen, no Dalvin Cook. Um, 
101 to 92, not a lot of excitement in that game. Yeah. Uh, do you think the stronger owner slash owners won? I, uh, I do. I don't know. I think there must be some communication issues on the beast cocks. I mean, they've got the, they've got the players, but they just can't put it together. Um, I and think- I mean, this Nucci in the huddle team is a juggernaut the way they look right now. Like, I mean, I, I've tried to make a trade with him and I think, I mean, right now with the injury, it looks like I've, I won that trade, but I mean, I think it was a pretty fair deal. Um, but I mean, he's got some stallion running backs, like Jesus Christ, Josh Jacobs, Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, and then Kareem Hunt when he comes off an injury, he's, you got to win with running backs nowadays and he's got them all. It seems. Exactly. Um, and the one thing I think that we learned is that power walking is better for you than running. <laughs> Carzo versus Nooch. Um, the walker one big power walking guy. <laughs> it's the um, tortoise in the hair, man. Exactly. Nucci was taking his time. and Thank you. That, you know, Carzo's you. running laps around him. <laughs> right. And you know what? The tortoise one was round. Uh, so really interesting week overall. Um, if we look at the greater picture, um, what we'll notice is that um, there's a four-way tie for, sec- for first place, Dylan, Nooch, Cormac, and Deech. A Only one four and three team, me, myself, and I. Um, and then we have a cluster of three and four teams. Get downs on it. Kevin, Sam, Charter, and G-Spot. Um, and, all, and then also Beast Cox. Then you at two and five and Mike at one and six. Now, um, long, a lot of season left, a lot of oh, season. Yeah. Um, Dylan is at 94% chance to make the playoffs. Nucci's at 75. Then we got, um, the learners football team at 48, Deach's peaches at 48, me at 43 and a big drop off to twenties from there. Um, we'll talk about the schedule this week in a second, mm-hmm. but just an impressive, 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 uh, st- standings right now. Yeah, I know. I mean, my team sitting there at the bottom, but I'm feeling pretty confident in what I got. I mean, I think I can go on a run based on the schedule I got coming up. We'll, we'll get to that. But, you know, I've never been more confident as a two and five team. I mean, I've got all the pieces. They just got to be put together and get some people off the off the bench and yeah. get them into uh-huh. the game. I think I think we'll make a run for it. Honestly, the I think it'll end up being the Haas Daddies and Nucci in the huddle. Um We'll see how that goes. Maybe one of them could lose in the playoffs. I mean, I remember 2019, I was 11-0 and lost one playoff game and was out. So, I mean, that was kind of brutal. One of these people, this can happen to them. Yeah, this is a, this is just a crazy lineup. Um, I, I, I think, like I said, we did the over-unders. Of, I think my number was 10.5 um, for most wins. I think I don't think Dylan's getting to 10. I don't think any of the 5-2s and twos are getting to 10. Yeah, he's on a five-game losing streak, uh, a winning streak, winning streak. Apologies, he's obviously on a winning streak, and uh, maybe he keeps it up. But part of me thinks because he lost the first two games, I think he'll lose at least two more. I don't think he wins out or anything like that. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's, I mean, everybody's tied for first place right now. We got four teams, and then everybody in the middle of the packs battling. There's at most. Dirty Mike and the Meat Lockers are four games out. So, I mean, there's a lot of parity in this league, and we'll see what happens. I mean, the injuries, the injury bug continues to get every, get everybody, and we'll see if people come back strong. I mean, it's still uh, – we still have no idea what's going to happen with Christian McCaffrey and the Peaches. I mean, that could be scary. Um, and then Saquon, for me, he may never come back. He might come back 
who knows? So, um, so let's look ahead and then we'll get into a little power rankings. Um, so little new thing I'm adding, and this is skewed because Cormac's got some injuries, what I'm going to say, but I'm going to, I'm opening up the game lines. So the first game we have, oh, nice. obviously, um, these lines are skewed because there need to be some subs made. The keg stand Sam's against Nucci in the huddle, uh, 45, actually, because people don't have their lineup set, it's stupid. We have four spreads of over 25 points. Oof. So let's let, let let's by next week, guys, at least try and put a uh, our lineups in so we can do spreads. Thank you, Dome Masters. Let's look over <laughs> matchups, some huge matchups this week. Um, first off, we'll go to the Daytona Haas Daddies against G Spot. Um, six and two versus three and four. Uh, good luck, Matt. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, um, good luck. Um, then we got get downs on it against Dirty Mike's Meat Locker, a must-win game for Kevin if he wants to be taken seriously to continue his four game, three game win streak or uh, however long his win streak is. Um, I, the Dirty Mike's Meat Locker is coming to play every week. They might be one and five, but they are coming to play. Yeah, you know he he's got the roster, he's got the guys. They can show up. It's just a matter of time. Um, and like we said, Kevin's been playing the waiver wire game, and who know like who knows who he's gonna get? So he might strike rich, he might not at all. So we'll see. It, it, it'll be a battle for sure. Um, then we got the Beastcocks and the Deacher's Peaches. Three and four for the Beastcocks. Five and two for the Deacher's Peaches. Beastcocks are currently favored. Obviously, that's because of injuries and things like that. But yeah. um, big game, big game. huge prove it game for the Beastcocks. They've been they've been talking a lot. You know, they got the two headed monster. They can talk all the smack they want, but you got to bring your best with the Peaches. I mean, they quieted down after the first couple weeks of just high scoring and high momentum. And he's he's been laying low with his injuries, but I think this will be a big one for the Beastcocks to win. Spot on. Um, Keg stand Stam versus Nucci in the huddle. Uh, which cake stand Sam team is showing up? Is it the team from oh. the week or is it the team that we've been seeing more? more? Consistent? I'm hoping the Lollies team shows up. I hope this is just a freaking shootout. I mean, I want to get these two going. I mean, they just had, you know, they could have been some fraternizing together. They just spent the weekend together in New York City, you know, living it up. Casey was potentially moving down there after one weekend. So you never know. No Lamar Jackson due to a bye week for Nuke. Big, big news. Last but not least, uh, I would call this the game of the week. Don't want to be uh, make it my team, but the Alpha Beast at four and three uh, play the Warriors football team at five and two. Um, a two-game losing streak for Cormac would be big. Um, yeah, possibly take him from first place to out of the playoffs if it started to that next week. Um, for me, I don't want to hit five hundred. I haven't been at five hundred once all year. Started one and zero. Got the two and got the two and zero. I don't want to Jordan B in the middle of the pack. So either yeah. Cormac stays in front or I join the middle of the pack. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, both of you guys coming off a loss, like this is this is a big time for the game for both of you guys. And no, uh, what's his name? No, um, Devontae Adams for Cormac. Ooh, that's going to be tough. I know Cormac's been trying to make some trades. I think he knows his lineup is, uh, is a little bit vulnerable, but uh, I think he can stay up at the top of the pack. But I mean, hey, the Alpha B's come in swinging. That, that'll be tough for him. Yeah. Um, so now let's get to our first segment, the college football power playoff rankings, uh, if our group was. So if we were in the college football playoff right now, these would be our top four. Um, just so people know how I work when it comes to the college football playoff, I want the team that is the best right now or playing the best in it. Um, and because of the parity of our records, it might be kind of weird, 
but you guys will see why I picked. So my number, we'll go in reverse order for my ESPN. My number four team, this is where we're getting weird, is Get Downs on it. Wow. Yeah, Get Downs on it is my number four team right now. Um, I, I just, I, yeah. Uh, my number <laughs> three team is the Learners football team. My number two team is Deach's Peaches. And my number three team is the Daytona Hostadies. Wow. Now, let's get to it. Why? If we look at um, get downs on it, he has had the eight, fourth most points scored against him, where Nucci in the huddle is at um, 802. Next, we check out the, the points for Nucci is right above Kevin, but I think because of um, the significance of Kevin's wins. And also the fact that I want to cause a controversy in the group. Um, I'm putting Kevin at four and Nucci right on the outside. Give me your four. Ooh, okay, let's see. Um, all right, I'm coming in hot, taking the lollies. Keg stand Sam wow. at number four. Then coming in at three, I'm going to go with the Deeches Peaches. And then to round off the top two, I'm going to have to go with Nucci in the huddle and the Daytona Haas daddies. Now to me, the Daytona Haas daddies and Nucci in the huddle are like the Bama, Georgia, the SEC wow. juggernauts. Like they're the ones that have consistently put up numbers. I mean, Nucci's, I mean, Daytona Haas daddies points four is 901.78. Like, I mean, that's, that's unreal. He's also had a ton of points against, so he's seen some adversity. Nucci in the huddle also putting up a ton of points He's also getting scored on, but he's just being consistent, loving life. Go Bills. Just the vibes up in Buffalo are just – they can't be beat. They're just balling out. And then we got the Deaches Peaches. They're just sneaking in there. Uh, they're probably like the like – they're the Oklahoma. I mean, like they've had some shaky wins, but they're in the Big 12, so no one really, you know, gives them all the – all the shine, but I mean, they're still going to win their division, win their conference. So they're going to get in. And then the keg stand, Sam, like, I think they're just the team that kind of got overlooked. You know, they had a, they had a rough start, but they're scoring a lot of points. They're, they're riding high. They've got the roster to do it. And I think they're kind of like that Cincinnati that just got overlooked, but they're just going to roll through. Wow. They're, they're not, they're not one of those big power five conference guys, but I mean, he's going to sneak right in there and, and maybe capture that fourth spot and make some noise. And I mean, I guess the sleeper would be my team, of course. But I mean, I have to go on a big time run. I got to go undefeated to make some yeah. noise. So I mean, we'll, we'll that leave that off. Run, that big run at the end of the college season gets really heavy. <laughs> exactly. Right. Early non-conference losses for that big run. Um, so I'm happy. I'm happy I do on a little bit of a difference. I will say, the more I thought about my selection, I kind of I don't like it that much. But you know what? <laughs> I'm here for the madness. I'm here for the controversy. That's why there's a committee. So oh, it's all good. So our three-point stance, just three takes. I'm going with uh, to start with one fantasy one for this week. My first take has to be that um, the learners football team will be out of the playoff picture at this point next week. Oh, well, you I mean, that hurts because I respect his team, but I think there's some, there's definitely some issues there, but uh, well, I can see that what? happening. The reason why I'm just going to say it right now, guaranteeing a victory. Yeah. You got to have confidence in your I'm own team. I mean, you can't. That's my first exactly. Football you got to jump them. <laughs> first dance, Pete. Oh, man. Let's see. Yeah. I, 
I think mine's going to be the, the peaches are going to be, uh, I think the peaches are going to sneak back. I mean, they're going to be back in the top three. I think they're going to make some waves. I think he's out there getting his MBA, getting his school on back in the groove. You know, he's, he's, he's not in that work environment anymore. He's back to being a college kid again. So I think he's just got good vibes, more time to kind of twiddle and tinker with his, uh, with his lineup. And I think he's going to be making some sneaky moves. He's been kind of quiet lately, but, uh, you know, you never know who's looking over his shoulder and helping him out with that. Uh, he's got some good finance guys around him, so you never know. Some algorithms maybe going on in the background. Um, my, I hate to make the stands. The oh, you're good. Um, the best parts of fall are over. Um, Oof. I think with all the rain we've been getting, I think we've kind of peaked, and from now it's kind of the downfall, literally the downfall. <laughs> um, and what's going to happen is that. We are going to be in winter before we know it. We're going to get like three weeks of really wet leaves, like that last two weeks of football weather where you're really miserable to be outside. Um, and it's dark early. It's dark. Late. Yeah. Uh, it's just dark. So that's my first one. That's my second take. It's oh, that, that wet rain, man. It's nothing worse. The wet, cold rain before it snows. It's bone chilling. That's the worst. Um, I think my second one will be, I think there's going to be some trouble in paradise for the Beastcocks. I mean, this two owner team, everybody's kind of been pushing for it. I, I'm not the biggest fan of that idea. Um, I think once the kind of going gets tough, it's going to be difficult for them. One might give up. They both might give up. Who knows, you know, lose a couple games and they might be totally out of it. I mean, they're at that 10 spot. They're looking in They're They're close to, they're close to the bottom. They're close to the bottom than they're out of the top. So. I think trouble in paradise could be the Beastcocks. Mm, I, I, hot. I mean, I kind of like. I when it comes to dual ownership, I'm in between on it. Yeah. Um, I like. I think when I talked about it, I like the idea of having um, the two owners, but because of the you double price and like, I think it would be fun to like have a team. But I think Nooch made the decision. Like, if I if there's a mistake, I won't be able to win myself. Yeah. Um, so my final take will be is that the Dirty Mike's Meat Locker will only get two more wins for the rest of the season. Um, now I can see that. I I, I think he's going to hit that stride where we got this week Kevin. I think Kevin's going to have a huge week this week. Next week he has um, you a must win game for you. I think you stay hot. Yeah. The week after, so now we're at week ten. So in the playoff picture, week ten he has. Um, the learners, no, where is it? Week 10, he is me. <laughs> Good luck, Mike. And then week 11, it's almost like give up time. Um, take, I mean, if he doesn't win one of the next two games, I think he might be in a lot of trouble. So, my next, my next hot take is he will not win more than one game. I'm taking the under on one and a half. I like it. I like it. All right. So, my last hot take will be that. MCE will not have a dumper like his father. He's going to be a flat, flat baby, not an athlete, skinny fingers, just not, not the, not the hoss that his father is. That's my hottest take that could be. Oh, um, I, I hope that uh, <laughs> the father of MCE hears, hears that. Um, that is a hot take, but, uh, I appreciate the honesty. Um, now let's get to our segments. So segment numero uno. Um, I got to reset. 
um, scary hours. So team that you think you're a little bit scared of because, and by the way, everyone listening, Halloween theme from here on, put on your costumes. It's getting uh, spooky. Yeah, we're getting spooky. Um, so scary hours. Teams you're scared of. I'm just going to hit the nail on the head. That's the easy one for me, Dylan. Um, his yeah. Team freaks me yeah. out every time. I think, I mean, I'll, are you going to mention him too? Yeah, yeah. That, that's the easiest that's one. The one. It's like it's like going up against George's uh, deep demons. It's like scary. Yeah. Like, there's just so much talent. Like, I mean, they're firing at all cylinders. We'll see. I mean, at the end of the season, can these rookies keep it up? Um, but, I mean, we've seen no signs of slowing. So, And for another one, I'll go. I'll just do my two. Uh, I kind of talked about enough. I think Kevin's going to go on a run, so scary hours for Kevin. Now, Love the it. opposite, the negative scary hours um, is going to be for the learners football team just because he's going to lose this week uh, and he's going to have some trouble after that. So those are my scary hours. Hit us, Pete. No. no. Let's see. Uh, my scary hours, definitely going to be Nucci in the huddle. I mean, he's been just a beast this whole time. I like his roster a lot. Made some trades with him, and he still looks strong. I mean, it's crazy. Yes. First girlfriend interruption, kind of electric. Um, right now, Pete is on mute talking to his girlfriend. <sighs> Dual about that. Early, my mom was involved. I don't know who I'd rather get interrupted by my mom. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Scary hours again. I'll have to go. Scary with... hours, Pete and his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to go with uh, the Deech's Peaches. I mean, I think they're just, they're just a scary team. He started off so hot, chirping everybody, just going hard. And then he just kind of fell off and he's saying he's been busy. He's saying he's got other things going on, but I think he's just like, you know, taking his time waiting for CMC to come back. And once he does, I mean, I think it's going to be game over for some of us. Uh, we'll see. I mean, it's to be determined, but. I had a great bite of dark chocolate. I already brushed my teeth. Whoops. Um, so yeah, let, let's get to the fun. I think we, we we'll, we'll break in a little bit more, but. Fantasy League, in my opinion, little midway year State of the Union by me. We're in a great spot. Really close league. Banter's been awesome. Let's keep it up, gentlemen. We love it. Love it. Now, our first segment is the Haunted House. Um, the best and worst owners you would want to be in a haunted house with. So I'll go first. Um, the worst one for me will be Deech because I'd probably die. <laughs> because it would be his haunted house and he'd probably be the killer. Um yeah, I, and he would probably be either that he's killing you or be so into it, it'd be a little freaky. Um, so, yeah, Deech is my number one worst. Number one worst, damn. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go with number one worst. I think it would be charts. I mean, would he even show up? Like, you'd, you'd, make a, you'd make a plan to go there, and he might not even show up, or he'll roll in just drunk as hell, maybe bringing someone along that you didn't expect. I mean, I don't know. He might not even show, so I think I'd have to go with charts. Sorry, charts. Wow. Um, it would also be he'd be really disorganized and now uh, like accidentally walk into a room he shouldn't be in, um, and then before you know it, you're killed. Another bad one for me um, is he's not in the league, but I'm gonna go Mitch because um, <laughs> I think he would pee himself. Yeah. <laughs> Self-explanatory. Yeah, that's tough. Oh man. I thought he was making some progress on that front, but it seems like people are uh, joining him in the pissing themselves, I guess. It seems to be a theme of quasi. 
I've missed the past couple. So, I mean. No, I will see. say Mitch would keep me happy and bright. So, although I, that was more just a pee in the pants joke. <laughs> I would love to you can't miss on those. Um, I think, honestly, one of the best people to be in a haunted house with would be Nucci. I feel like he'd actually, like, just really feel the fear. I mean, wolf, dude. he would just he would love it. So I would love to do a haunted house with Nucci, get real close. You know, he's strong, cuddle up to you when he's scared, you know. You feel you feel safe around him. Um, I would love to be in one with Colin because he would give the monsters back massages and double <laughs> kisses. Um <laughs> And I think that Colin would get like the ghost going, like they would just be into him. Um, so they'd be attracted by him and I could leave easy. So Colin is up there for me. Oh yeah, Colin's definitely up there. He coached you up real well. Um, I'll go- Don't say the R word. Don't you dare. Nope. Um, the next one I'm gonna go with too is another worst. Um, for me, it would definitely, uh, Actually, I don't have a worst. I was trying to make one up on the spot, but I have an even better one. Best Kevin, because I feel like Kevin is like just made for a haunted house. Like he'd be so cool, come and collect and get me out of there. I feel like a worst too might be Cormac. He might want to fight these ghosts and ghouls that are coming at you. I could see a, I could see like a, what was that, buddy? And then just a a right hook coming in there. Which hand? Which hand? I know. It's like, who knows? Or, he would um, try and like do construction, and yeah, ghosts can go through construction. So his biggest strength is taken out. That's true. Mm-hmm. Or he'd be like pissed off at how they're using the chainsaw. He'd be like, "Nah, nah, nah." He'd be like, "I'll me- show you how it's done." Another best Liam. Um, he'd got he he would get me out of there. No, oh, yeah, oh yeah. Um, he's too busy golfing, man. He's on the golfing world tour. Well, he messed his ankle up. Oh, jeez. Walking up the stage at uh. These keys in Southie. Oh, just an off-field injury. That's tough to see. Um, oh, too tough. Um, I'll do another person I want up there for me. Um, is someone I would hate to be one is is Dylan. Um, <laughs> too conservative. Wouldn't believe in the haunted house. Wouldn't believe in ghosts. Um, if it's a real haunted house, you're probably dying. Um, Dylan seems like one of the first people to die in a scary movie. Uh, <laughs> Maybe no, I just don't think he would do well with the ghosts or haunted house. Get too scared, and he has a kid. True. Yeah, I think I don't know if I could do one with uh, with Carzo. He might be running through that thing way too fast for me. I couldn't keep up. True. No, I think we bring up some good points. Um, since we're just going with everyone, uh, Sam would be great because he would try and uh, out just outwit the, the haunted house. He'd just be too witty. And if there are any, yeah, girls in the, if he'd be are, like, "You think that's fucking scary?" Yeah, and if there are any blonde girls, he's going to take them home. So um, <laughs> they don't stand yeah. a chance. Uh, Gardner, Gardner's so hot, and um, that yeah, if you're scared, he's a good person to be next to. You know, just grab onto him. And be like, Whoa. Easy target too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. He hasn't. He probably doesn't listen to the pod much. Um, uh, I don't think he's benched in a while. Deadlifted or squatted. Can't fight a ghost. Um, he does look sick, but <laughs> he's still got the stature. Maybe not the size he once had. Exactly. Um, I think we, yeah, we definitely covered everyone. All right. So great little haunted house segment. Um, so uh, did we, we got, we covered everyone, right? Let me double check. Awesome. Yeah. Um, next, spooky Sundays. Um, what are the worst texts and the best texts? 
or worst things or best things you can be told um, after on a Sunday after a long weekend. Um, and I'm just going to go with my number one is my office 415, um, which was the text I got my senior year after oh. a week. Uh, <laughs> it's 415 on a Sunday at noon while me and Mitch were driving around um, Canton honking at all the sororities just to say hi, let them know that we had a great five <laughs> week and we were still going to be hanging out. But the my office 415 with nothing else attached to it was one of the it, it was it was the worst Sunday text ever. Got. So yeah, I mean, dude, any text from any of the coaches on a weekend, especially the tail end of a weekend, is just that's scary. Well, like, you don't office 415 because you're just gonna wait, let the anger sink. Yeah, not really disappointed in you. Please not right now. Like you have time for that to just develop and like oh yeah that's scary that is scary i was gonna say for one of mine was just like a unexpected call or text from your parents like when you're feeling low or you get a call from your mom and you're like just hung over as crap like you just don't want to talk to anybody Oof, that's kind of spooky just not ready for it that's a scary call that's a scary text like hey honey got time to chat <laughs> no no i don't no i don't one of the worst things, I mean, I'll, well, I'll stay on the text thread theme. Um, one of the worst texts you can get has to be from a uh, person that you, you know, might have been expect, like, or did, did something for, and you get a, I missed my ride, flight, or train, and then you have to go pick them up and yeah, them somewhere. Like, and I mean, like, a, oh, I'm, I'm, I have a like a uh, train to like Providence, or, <laughs> like I'm going, you know, something like that. And then they're yeah. like, mind driving me? And like, oh, like, dude, yeah, I am, I, it's a scary Sunday. Like, you're shaking. You can't I, even, you yeah, don't know if you're safe I, to drive, but you're like, I'm, fuck it. Five minutes somewhere, and then I have to drive back home and I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. That's spooky. I think also another one is just a whiff of like some booze from the night before. Yeah. Like, whatever puts you in a bad place, you wake up and get a whiff of that the next day. Like, oh, man. That's just giving you the flashbacks the shampoo yeah. effect as the charter likes to say you know that's kind of the anti-shampoo effect right there that kind of puts you in a worse place exactly um that's a great one um i'll say when the tv doesn't work or the xbox um especially during sunday football season um yeah. you know you're trying to watch the game um and you just can't get the game anymore um because you have to now call somebody or get it fixed or one of those things. And then it actually makes you do work when you should just be sitting on the couch and that's all you've been expecting. Yeah. When you're trying to like stream or something, it just keeps buffering. You can't figure it out. You got some router issues. You just don't want to deal with it. You just want to sit on the couch, click play and just sit there for seven hours and oh, nothing works than having to figure that something like that out. Yeah. Um, another one is when you don't have any food when you thought you did. Oh yeah. Food or drink. Like you wake up, thought you had a Gatorade, thought you go, go to get it. And it's like, oh my gosh, either I, I have to Uber eat something, walk somewhere, or I have yeah. to make something. And it's like, or when you go to do that and then you go to pay and you realize like, oh fuck, how much did I spend last night? Like you see the notifications of all the, the bar tab from last night. That's, you're like, shit, maybe I should have balled out on those wings. <laughs> um, and, and there's just something, I think the big thing for me in this whole segment is doing something that you weren't expecting to do when you're feeling a little down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's the big theme, um, broad theme. So I, I love my Sundays, but um, whenever you get a little bit of a surprise or some aspect like that, uh, it kind of it can stink. 
Um, we get to our next segment. We are stride. We are hitting the 40 minutes in. Um, costume suggestions for 2021. Um, so this can be anyone in the group. This can be on, in the fantasy league. Uh, my first one I'm going to give is I think. Um, oh man, I don't even know which one I want to. Who I want to start? Do you have any ideas? Hmm. Well, I think one I had for uh, Stump would be the carrying around his kid as like a little natty light, and he'd be the natty daddy. I think that would just be perfect. That just that. Now you're getting my that mind. is the chef's kiss of a of a costume if I've ever seen one. Um, I mean Cormac going as a cop, that's class. Uh, that's a classic. I mean that's just a that's a hitter on all cylinders right there. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know Kevin just going as like a, a leaf, like some foliage maybe. He's such a fall guy. You're good. Um, so I'll get in, uh, now now that you got my brain churning with some idea. <laughs> um, my first one is I'm gonna have. Mitch go as a Dana worker. Um, he has the hat. All he needs is the shirt. Um, he used to have the body. He used to, doesn't really have it anymore. Um, and Mitch just kind of can sometimes have that five o'clock shadow of that really miserable Dana worker who's probably ripped seven bogues and it's like 10 a.m. and he's like getting doing the prep, the meal, like switching the breakfast and uh to lunch, and you're some for some reason one of the only people <laughs> like breakfast because of football or something. Um, and I think Mitch could go as a great Dana worker um, to, to kind of stay with a slew point. Um, I think that um, Carzo could go as, and this is um, himself from McDuff's um, give himself a nice shiner. I think that was one of the finer moments of his slew career coming off a big W before parents weekend. Um, he could just put a, he could just get in a fight, give himself a black eye and that could be his easy costume too. The tough guy. Yeah. Um, you got, I mean, just if you think of one, rattle them off. I, I mean, another one for me is, um, since Deech is such a IPA guy now, he should go as Harry Potter. He should just fully buy into that vibe. Um, go as Harry Potter. Yes. A little mark on his head. I think he would kind of hit a home run with that. Uh, I think Gardner could go as a, um, uh, what's the cooking network, uh, hostess. Um, just got a good body. I could tell you a lot about like the arugula that he just put in the spinach, like spices are going to bring out the balsamic. Um, I don't know what his costume would technically be. Walking around with a knife doesn't really give you the cook's vibe. So maybe he just puts yeah. a chef's hat, goes as a chef, um, and kind of walks to your house, shows you his charcuterie board, explains it, and tells you what's good with what. He can go as the chef from uh, Ratatouille. Exactly. Um, anything else you want? I mean, Coach Colin, we already know, should go as a coach. Yeah, um, Colin should go as a Rutgers coach. Carzo pretty spooky because he's lost so much <laughs> the Rutgers coach. <laughs> One flew over, flew over my head. Carzo can go as a skeleton because he's lost so much weight. Um, oh. Jardu can go as my cousin from Boston. Oh, um, my God. But he'd have to do the Guinness version. Yeah. I've never met anyone that drinks as much Guinness as he does. It's it's wild. It's my like I've had Ireland. I think I've, I think I've had, like, had maybe two Guinnesses in my life. So I think that's just like a warm-up round for your charts. Yeah, um, I totally agree. Um, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, my using will steam, my creativity flow is kind of low right now. Um, and I apologize to my listeners for that. Accountability is where I'm going to use. I got nothing else on me. Next <laughs> week, I'll be even more prepared. Maybe I'll do a solo act this weekend, but 
kind of lacking on ideas. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, now, a little would you rather for me and Pete? Uh, oh, yeah. We'll finish probably. We'll go for an hour. We've got 15 minutes kind of now. Now we're getting to the good stuff, really. I'm um, talking college football now. We all know that Pete and I are the biggest SEC fans in the group. Let's go. Pete, Old Miss, Pete, LSU. You know what? I think Sam's number three if we're going to do a big three. Evan, Sam. Um, I, Cormac's number four now because Texas is technically SEC. Yeah, they're going to be in the SEC. Um, is there anyone else we're forgetting who's – ah, God. I, yeah, I can't think of anyone else that would like college football or especially the SEC. Oh, well, let's just go SEC fans because um, – Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So that, that, those are the SEC guys in the group. Um, now, college coaches' jobs you would want. So we'll just go with the two ones right away, the one open one, um, USC or LSU. Man, I've been battling this, but I'm going USC. Uh, I've been talking about it, like, with some of my coworkers. Like, and then hearing what part of my take it had to say about the LSU job, saying it's a top three. Um, I wouldn't say it's a top three. Maybe it's a top five, but – I'm going USC. I, I love the Trojans back in the Reggie Bush era. I mean, there's just so much history there that I mean, you want to be in SoCal. You want to be a Trojan. That's yeah. that's the prime, prime time think, spot. I think a couple of things. If you're in Southern California, you've got the easiest recruiting base. You're in California already. Um, really beautiful weather, really beautiful women, really easy school to sell. Uh, I will say with LSU, though, this is a point that I love to hear when I heard it. Was that LSU like has no rivals when it comes to competition? Yeah, state like Alabama has Auburn, um, Florida has all the Florida states, all the state schools there. Well, that's the problem with the SEC. Texas, it's Texas, like and, um, yeah. Georgia. Georgia is one of the solo groups too. Um, but there's just like LSU is like and also a really cool job. I, yeah. I'm also going uh, USC. Um, so now let's kind of ramble off some random ones. That was the big one we wanted to talk about. Um, for me, as I said, USC, where I think we both agree, it's just like you're out Western Cali. Yeah. You got really good players. Um, I mean, as you said, like for us, there's a lot of history there. I mean, LSU really doesn't have a ton of history. Um, yeah. I, I think if you got USC bumping, USC bumping is a little bit more bumping than LSU. For sure. I mean, um, it's just more of a draw. Like, I mean, I live here and it's it's great, but it's, it's no, it's no uh, LA. But yeah, I think – Top five for me would have to be, I'd say Bama, Ohio State, Michigan, USC, and then I think LSU would round out the five. Uh, I think USC is right there with with uh, with LSU, but I mean, you want one of the Big Ten, like you want the Ohio State. You pretty much anywhere that Urban Meyer's been or been considered to go, like that's kind of a school you want to be at. And then of course. Alabama because of the history and their continuing just success is just insane. So that, that's kind of my top five, but I, I don't think I have LSU top. We'll see who goes there. It's going to be interesting. Uh, we'll shake up, shake, shake it up a bit, but I don't know if we'll get the recruits that we once did. It's to be determined. Um, no, I, I think you're right on that. I mean, my top five, I would say, I think I, I, Texas would be probably my one. My two would be USC. My three is probably I'd want to be in Ohio State just because you own the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, my four is probably – I mean, Dabo built Clemson up, so I don't know if Clemson would be up there for me. I'd probably say Florida State over them. Um, and then I'm wow. Florida. Um, I think those are the major schools in each. I mean, Clemson is right now, but 
10 years ago, Clemson was not that. And I mean, yeah. like, I'm just saying like every school is an equal. For I mean, sure. I put two Florida teams in there. Like I put Florida, like, I mean, maybe Georgia, but I'm saying like every team's an equal. Um, yeah. I, I think I definitely want to go out West because it's not as hard. I feel like to own the PAC 12, if you're really crushing USC, but I'm sure that's what every coach has been there has said. Um, Texas is Texas. Um, no Bama in my list, obviously. I think I, if it wasn't for saving Bama's not that. So, Damn, okay. Don't tell Brad Deach. Coach Deach would not like that. No, no, no. Um, so moving on from that, let's do – so would you rather be the coach at Williams College or St. Lawrence? Oh, wow. That's tough. Oh, man. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go with Williams. I'm going to follow Coach Ray's footsteps, you know, be a fighting F. You got you to gotta go to Williams. I've, you got to go. You cannot live in Canton, New York. <laughs> Um, not like Western Mass is any better, but I mean, we're not six hours away from civilization, yeah. Um, so, um, Methodist University or SUNY Maritime? Oof, 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 oof. Ah, am I honestly, uh, you know what? I'm going to go SUNY Maritime just because of the location. I think he, I think he made the right decision with that one. Um, but I had a friend that went to SUNY Maritime. Location's great. You got some hardworking dudes there. I know they're really not super into football, so it's not as good. But uh, Methodist was like where Fayetteville. So it's yeah. it's North Carolina. It's nice. It's Southern. But it's I think you're moving up in the world when you're a little bit closer to the big city. Easier to get more better athletes, too. Um, yeah. Um, Boston College or uh, UConn's a stupid Boston College or UCF? Oh, UCF all day. I do BC, like it's tough to get going for a Boston sports team that's not a professional team. Like, like there's no juice in the city at all for college sports or in the state. I was gonna say either you hate BC or you love them. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, dude, BC was the freaking away team. They were the visiting team when uh, Notre Dame came to town and they played in Fenway Park. So, I mean, that says it all. They did like a battle of the, the Catholic juggernauts and they weren't even a home team in their own city. Like, come on. That's a great point. Um, the nail on the head with that one. Um, we'll do one more. Let's hit, um, let's hit Georgia and let's hit Bama. I think I'm picking Georgia. You know, I think I like Georgia a lot just because they got the underdog spirit, but I'm going to have to go with Bama, man. Something about joining that higher, like joining that, that, that coaching tree that they got there. Like, I think it's just amazing. And the SEC West is just, that's, it's the best. Like the SEC East is just brutal. Yeah. Uh, it's basically Georgia, Florida and everybody like, I mean, no one else. So it's always a battle in the SEC West. That's why we got so many different rivalries. I think like LSU's a Alabama rival, but also a Florida rival. And then everybody's a Bama rival. Like like you said earlier, like there's just so much parity there. Like uh, I, I'd have to go with I'd have to go with Bama. Um, yeah, I agree. So, uh, what's your take on the state of LSU now? Um, I think they kind of had to do it. Like Coach O made some mistakes, and he's not this prolific X's and O's guy. He's just a culture guy, a locker room guy, and he made some bad culture mistakes. So he's got to go. Um, I think it's too soon. And I think, I think personally, like LSU fans just think their team is better than they really are. Like we've been relevant 
like since the last time we won was like 2007 and then we won in 2019. So it's like, you got to pick your battles. Um, but the last three coaches have all won a national championship. So that's kind of good to say, but they all won it in like their first two, three years. So we'll see what happens. Um, but I don't, I mean, it's so hard to compete in the SEC West. Like you're competing against Saban, like you need consistency. And I don't know what the hell they're searching for, but I think the big guys in the, uh, the booster room think they know football better than they do. So they made the decision. Coach O's gone. He made his money, and he's out. Mm, that was a great breakdown. Um, no, I think the big thing was having the new AD also makes a difference. Um, yeah. Might have won the title, but I, I guess part of the things had to do with you have a new AD in town. Um, not his guy. I think everyone likes to have a guy. Um, yeah. I think that makes a difference. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't have the same take. I'm, I was, yeah. So let's 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 just talk shallow college football. Um, we'll go around. So for me, I think obviously the best team in the country right now is Georgia. Um, oh yeah. Would you put in no record aside? Is Bama your two? Yeah, I think record aside, Bama is the two. I mean, they always have. They have to be. I think it's going to end up being uh, Georgia Bama. It's going to be a Georgia Bama SEC championship game, and I think if Bama wins that then it'll be a Florida – I mean, excuse me, it'll be a Georgia-Bama national championship. Yeah. I think it's going to happen again like it did uh, back when Tua made his, like, debut because those teams are just – I mean, that that Georgia defense is unreal, but have they really had any true challengers yet? No. We don't know. No. Um, Bama's been challenged. They're constantly challenged. They showed some weakness, but uh, I think they're just going to be pretty, pretty strong moving forward. Yeah. So I think for me we go – Tier one, Georgia and Bama. My tier two, kind of a cluster. It's Oklahoma, Ohio State, um, Cincinnati. And that's really my tier two, two those three teams. Um, we'll break into my tier three in a second, but I think it should be obvious. Cincinnati should be three. They're undefeated. They beat, a, they beat Notre Dame. Yeah. <clears throat> they brought back a great team from last year. Ohio State's starting to click. They had two tough games. Uh, they haven't played anyone great recently, um, but I think that's where they belong. Um, and then finally, Oklahoma. Caleb Williams is a beast, but they're going to put up a bunch of stinkers like last week with a freshman. Yeah. Not ready to play. Yeah, I, I would say my tier two would probably be Cincy and Michigan. I think Michigan has been sneaky. They've been quiet. They've been in the Big Ten, undefeated, uh, just kind of making their way through. They haven't played the biggest games yet, but, I mean, they've won everything. They're undefeated in the Big Ten, so that's pretty that's pretty important. Um, but, obviously, the Ohio State-Michigan game is a big-time prove-it game for both those guys. And then Cincinnati, like, you got to love seeing, like, a – just a non-Power 5 conference, just make it into the top. They've been undefeated. They've been nasty the past five years, or five years, past couple of years. And uh, they're, I hope they do what UCF kind of opened the door for them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think I got to jump right into my next tier then because I have the three, the undefeated um, Big Ten teams after. Yeah. So Michigan State and Michigan. Um, Huge game this weekend. One of them's going to lose, obviously, this weekend. And the Big Ten, all their all the stud teams, their schedule was front loaded. Um, yeah, Michigan still has a bunch of huge games to play. Yeah. I think they'll end up with two losses. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but that's my take. 
Michigan, yeah. I keep on betting against, and they keep on burning me. Um, kind of hate them for that reason. But I, I just think, like, they, they have the toughest schedule in the country remaining, and I think they're going to end up with at least two losses. So that's yeah. my tier three, tier three. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, but yeah, I think I think it's just going to be a Big Ten and SEC dominated top four with a, with the Cincinnati that kind of rolls in. So we'll see. And then finally, I'd have a cluster at the end of Ole Miss, obviously because I love them. Um, Iowa, Penn State, Oregon. Um, th- those would be my four. There's four teams I think of. Yeah. That's a, that's a good ranking, I think, honestly. Well, that's really all we need to talk about for that. Anything else you want, we can cover crypto, but <laughs> I don't I don't really have the thoughts for it right now. No. I don't know. Um, I've been out of the crypto kind of mindset lately. I just see when it pops off on Twitter, you get reminded of it, of all the bag holders. So they, they don't let you forget. They never do. Um, <laughs> no, I think we can wrap it up, Pete. Hit a fifth, awesome. an hour long, awesome pod. Um, as I said a couple of times, I wasn't at my best. Might have a solo epi this weekend. Might do a live. You know what? On Sunday, if I'm at home alone, I will do a live mid-game report. Um, Love it. I'll, I'll start talking. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. Pod yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Glad I could get on. Oh, since we're here right now, any response you want to Paygate? Oh, man. I kind of want to put Paygate behind us. Like, I know yeah. people were kind of pushing my buttons trying to get me to chirp, like totally different situations. Uh, but I mean, hey, everything comes up charts, always will, always has. And, you know, it's charters going to charter. Like, it's just. It's the way it goes, man. He's he's got he's got it good. So I totally understood what happened. Plus, you know, just a miscommunication between you guys and just like a lack of understanding. We kind of thought we knew what was going on, but we didn't realize uh, the amount of chances he had. But I think the check thing was funny. Like it was just yeah, he should have just given the cash or something. But exactly. yeah, you know, no problems. Next year we know. We're, we're hard and fast, you know, we have had our two strikes for sure. So next year is one mistake. You're on the chopping block for sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, Pete, it was a pleasure. I'm going to go finish this bad boy, turn on the second episode of Squid Game. Um, Let's go. Bon voyage, Chris. Bon voyage. Boys, hope you enjoy this. It'll be out Thursday. We're probably 7 a.m. to be honest. All right. <laughs> See, you. See you later, brother. Have a good one. Good talking.